0: The Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.
1: Jadwicks Kilkenny and Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport.
2: And you're very welcome to Talk Sport here on Sunday evening on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And another very busy weekend we had here in Community Radio Kilkenny City and on the sports fields around Kilkenny and indeed further afield. Let's go on with the headlines. In the Leinster Club Senior Hurling Championship, a comprehensive win for Shamrocks Valley Hale over Castletown Gagan from Westmeath. Report and interviews coming up. The Leinster Club Intermediate Hurling Championship Well, the Kilkenny Champions Dane Sport are defeated by Trim from Meat in what was a flat display from the lads in black and amber. Report on that game coming up from Pat Tracy. In the Leinster Junior Club Hurling Championship, it took extra time for the Blacks and Whites to defeat Ringtown from West Meat. We'll be talking to Blacks and White selector Pat Nolan later about that game. It was under 21A County semi final day today. Moonkind won at home against the Loughlin Gales. We had that match live all afternoon with Liam Kelly O'Rourke, and he'll be with us later with a report on that game. Thomastown and Dunhamagan, well they go into extra time with the home side Thomastown prevailing. Report coming up from Richie Power and we hope he's thawed out and dried out because I think it went a bit late, it was getting a bit dark and it was getting very wet down in Thomastown. Hopefully Richie is all thawed out and dried out since then. In the JJ Cabin and Sons Under-21 B County Final, we send our congratulations to Greg Ballycallan. Who had a great win today in Palmerstown, overcoming Liz Downey. Paddy Kelly has a report from that game for us already in the can. The JJ and Sons Under 21 C County Semi Final. Mullinavat overcome St Lactons an extra time in Freshford afternoon, and they will meet Kilmacow in next weekend's County Final. Report coming up later from Jerry Drennan. And in the JJ Cavanagh Sons Under 21 D Semi Final, goals were key as Connie Shamrocks overcome neighbor St Patrick's Ballyragget in the Polo Grounds, Jenkins Town this afternoon to qualify for next weekend's County Final against Greg Namana. We'll have a report coming up from Shane Coogan. On the Senior Camogie Championship there was no joy for Thomastown in Dublin yesterday as they were well beaten by their host St Vincent in the first round of the Leinster Senior Camogie Championship while in the Leinster Club Ladies Junior Football Final. The great journey of the Muckalee Ladies footballers came to an end in Bolton last yesterday afternoon when they lost to the Wires from Dublin in the Leinster Final. We have a report and interviews coming up on that later. We'll have other GA results from around the country. We'll say well done to Derry City. their are 4-0 winners over Shelburne in the FAI Cup this afternoon. The Kakennegan District League, well, they will have those results and some cross-channel results. It's one-all between Fulham and Manchester United at the moment. We'll have some other sports as well, and we'll sure get to bear before 7 o'clock. Racing was in Navin this afternoon. Well, this afternoon in UPMC, Nolan Park, Shamrock's Ballyhale went off to, hopefully on what will be the first of many games in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship campaign today. Castletown Gagan from Westmead, who had won in Westmead for the first time in a few years. They were visitors to Nolan Park and they got a goal, a score after 39 seconds when Niall O'Brien pointed a free. But it was to be a false dawn because within two minutes, Colin Fenley had kicked the first of the Ballyhale five goals into the back of the net. An own Cody delivery. They failed to clear it in the Castletown Gagan defence and Fennelly booted to the back of the net. And they added further points then after that from Owen Khalili, Ronan Corcoran. And Niall O'Brien from Freeze was one of the key men for the Westmeath men. But all along, it was the Shamrocks were maintaining the difference. with Killian Corcoran popping over a load of points. Adrian Mullen, Owen Cody, Colin Fenley. And the Westmeath guys depended on Freeze from Niall O'Brien. And a very diminutive, Jack Gallagher, who was a small guy. But he did cause some problems in the uh, Shamrock's Ballyhale defence, but on 24 minutes, the second goal arrived, and that arrived courtesy of uh, youngster Niall Shortle. Owen Cody's shot had been blocked uh, by the uh, Castletown Gagan goalkeeper but it broke to Niall Shortle, and he bundled it over the line, 2-10, two, two, 7 points, and they had that margin up to 2-13 two 13, uh, to 9 points at half time. and really there was going to be no way back for the uh, Westmeath men at that stage but they started well, they got a brace of points from Niall O'Brien In the 31st and 34th minute to make it to 13 to 11 points. Maybe a glimmer of hope but that glimmer of hope faded quickly 39 minutes Colin Fenley after being set up with a great pass from Owen Keneally 3.13 to 11 and on 40 minutes Owen Cody a solo effort he looked up he was going to shoot he turned left he turned right saw the space in front of him went in and buried into the back of the net 4.14 to 11 points it was good night Irene for the Westmead guys at that stage they kept battling away but really the Shamrocks were all the masters around the field further points from Ronan Corker and Nile Shore Killian Corcoran, Joey Cody, Colin Fenley, they were all popping over pints. Owen Cody was popping from playing from freeze. And they got a fourth, a fifth goal in fifty-six minutes when Owen Cody a quick free got it and he put it in the back of the net look there was no way back for the West men at that stage look they tried honestly it's a big um, as you'll hear their manager Alan Mangan will say in a, a couple of moments look they wanted to come down to Kilkenny and pit themselves against the best and we should say that Shamrocks Ballyhale lined out without TJ Reid today and without Paddy Mullen. so with those two lads still to come back it's going to be a tall order for any team playing them this year but there's nothing as there's nothing as certain in sport as the uncertainty of it. So So Shamrocks um, will certainly know themselves after what happened earlier this year. Again, Bally Gunner never take opponents for granted, and I don't think they will under Pat Hoban. And after the game, I spoke with uh, the Shamrocks manager, Pat Hoban. Uh, Well done, Pat Hoban. A comfortable win there today, Pat. And uh, they were maybe in the game a little bit in the first half, but you were well in control of that game.
3: Yeah, I suppose it was a game where goals had a big influence on it. Like, they had a lot of possession. Uh, they worked very, very hard. They're a fine, physical, athletic team, and they caused us problems with the short game. But I think with the, goal, the goals were the difference, and that's what kept us sort of that, that bit ahead.
2: Yeah, and of course, look, the lads were really hungry for the goals as well. I mean, from an early stage, they wanted to lay down a marker.
3: Yeah, look, to be fair, any game you go down, you're trying to put down a marker. Uh, we're here in Nolan Park. We were aware of what happened with Dave's fourth yesterday, so we're very conscious. We said we've got to sort of put a nail in the coffin early, and, and uh, definitely sticking a ball in the net always helps.
2: Now, before the game, you, had to, uh, you didn't start Paddy Mullen and uh, TJ Reid. Obviously, um, they weren't needed today, but going forward, what is the situation with the two lads?
3: Yeah, no, as it transpired, uh, Paddy was sent off in the county final and we didn't realise that suspension actually carried into this competition. We only found out that there in the last 24 hours, so we had to step Paddy down. TJ's carrying a bit of a knock. It was togged, could have came in if we needed him, but uh, we said, no, we, we, uh, please God, we lead him in the next couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, I've known from chat to you and the lads over the last couple of months uh, that getting back on the All-Ireland Championship Trail, of course you have to go through Lancel first, was something they really wanted to do after the loss to uh, Bally Gunner And they're showing a real determination there today as a good start
3: yeah actually look these players have huge ambition uh, I think the, the county final the five in a row all of that was, was huge for them but look we've had a month off now the lads have been on holidays today was an important game to get under her belt and, and you could see there like Colin Finley, there a lad who was, you know, wasn't going to be hurling a few months ago and now he's driving the thing on to a new level like Listen, not good
2: to see the more established players are really showing great leadership and hunger at this stage because that has to be encouraging for the younger players and those younger players, Owen Keneally, Killian Carker, and Joy Cuddy and I'm only mentioned a couple, they're really finding their feet on this great team now.
3: Yeah, no, and that's important for the team, important for the players. You know, it's fantastic that have the likes of Colin and Joey back and hurling to the level they are. But as you said, Mickey, you need the Nile Sharkles. Like, Killian Corker came in for Paddy today or he found out yesterday evening he's playing scores, three or four points and, you know, a savage display.
2: Of course I should have mentioned Nile Sharkles because he's been brilliant all year. Now you come up against Nace the next day and uh, Tom O'Lally will know more than a little bit about yourselves being from Glenmore. But Nace have had a, a meteoric journey up into the senior ranks and in Croke Park. And uh, look... You'll have to approach it in the way you approach every game, professionally and uh, up for it from the off.
3: Yeah, I went up to Newbridge yesterday to watch that game and they were very convincing. Uh, again, like today, they got goals at the right time and they're a big athletic team. As you said, Tom has a well set up to use the ball very well and I'm sure uh, he'll, have a, he'll have a plan for the Shamrocks.
2: Well, obviously the Shamrocks going into Croke Park, every one of them, they know every blade of grass there. That's a big advantage to you.
3: It is, but county, won their, county, uh, their All-Ireland uh, last year there as well, so that, that bit of awe will be taken out of it for them. But look, these lads, as you said, they, 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 I think they'll thrive on it. It's a huge prize for all the teams to get to play a Leinster semi-final and potentially a Leinster final in Croker, so uh, something we're all looking forward to.
2: And I know, finally, Pat, the, the, the loss to Valley Gunner, I know how much it hurt, and I know you weren't around at that stage. But deep down, while you won't mention Ballygunner at this stage, and nor should you even mention it. But I think deep down, the heart that's there is driving these guys on, and did through Cuckney as well.
3: Yeah, look, we were all at the game, and I suppose it, 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 they, they, they won a lot of games in the same format, but it was a hard way to lose. Now I think next weekend is going to be a savage game with Sig and Ballygunner. So I think the winner, that is it. I think the draw is that Leinster plays Munster, so please God we get that far and see how the challenge goes. Yeah, thanks for Pat and well done. Cheers.
2: That was Pat Hoban, the uh, Shamrocks Ballyhale manager. I also spoke to the Castletown Gagan manager, Alan Mangan. Not an easy uh, trip for them and not an easy game, but the was uh, felt that they did actually play some decent hurling. Alan Mangan, manager of Gagan Alan, it was always a tough task to come down to Kakenius, but you met the Shamrocks in fair form there today.
4: Ah, they were, yeah. Listen, they're, they're a serious outfit, as I told the, the lads previous to you, that um, these are probably the best club team of all time. They're not just the best club team around at the minute, they're the best club team of all time, and they have some serious hurlers, like even last day, which you never really have heard of over the last number of years, are coming up and, and doing what they did to us today. Uh, to be honest, I, I would like to think we would have stayed a little bit closer to them than we did, but... They're not the best team in the country. Won the best team in the country for nothing.
2: No, that's true. So, I look at ultimately goals are key, and when your when your opponents are getting goals, it does uh, kind of make it more difficult. The heart drops a little bit as well.
4: Yeah, exactly, and and it's a bit of a sucker punch. Like these boys, like they have to do what they have to do. You, like if you're managing, if you're managing Ballyhale, you want them to keep putting their foot on the pedal and and their foot on the throat, as they say, and keep going. And that's what they do, and that's why they're the best. And that's what we strive to be. And with a bit of luck, over the next years, we can build on today. Like it's all about us. For us, it's all about building year on year on year. And uh, they had heartache the last three years, but now we're hoping that we can bounce back next year and maybe do back-to-back if we can
2: and of course the important thing today is what do you learn from today? Take away maybe the video of the match and look at it and see maybe where you can improve. Because for a Westmead team like that, it is about trying to get go up a couple of notches each time you play.
4: Absolutely, and it's all a stepping stone for us. As I said, we're we're trying, we're striving to get better and better and better as the games go on. The thing about Ballyhale is they punish you for every slight mistake that you make. These boys punish you, and like maybe some club teams in Westmead don't punish us quite as badly as they do, and and vice versa, we don't, we didn't punish them for their little slight mistakes. We but uh, listen, at the end of the day, it's all about putting in a performance. I thought we did do that in certain aspects of, of the match there but... The scoreline doesn't lie you.
2: No does. it doesn't and I know you missed a few points you might have got but I was taken by the the, the small guy you had in the football run Jack Gallagher I mean he was getting enough of the ball in. he was causing a little bit of bother so for he will go out of here with five points and some good memories all be disappointed at losing the game.
4: Well that's it like we, we got we got the option of maybe asking Hale to come up to Westmead and play and, and I said no listen at the end of the day we'll come down here and when will when will we have four or five county players there that will probably get a chance to play here next year but at the end of the day we have loads we have 30 other lads that are on a panel here today that might never get the chance to come down to Nolan Park as maybe Jack Jack's gone in with the county this year he might and he might not get the chance but if he doesn't at least he pitted himself against the very best today and acquitted himself very well
2: Look Alan well done and I know it didn't go your way today but well done on winning Westmeath and good luck next year Thanks very much appreciate it Yeah that was Alan Mangan actually I had the pleasure of uh, presenting uh, his team he was playing when they won the Leinster Uh, football championship the Leinster final in what was it Pat Tracy, 2008 or something like that so uh, he's still going and uh, fair dues to the guy maybe better known as a football but I like his attitude at the end come down to Kilkenny and give the guys the experience of playing in Orland Park one has to say a lot for that well a big day for the Shamrocks but I'm afraid not so good for uh, Dane's Fort yesterday Uh, one of their own will give us the lowdown on that Uh, Pat Tracy was taking the notes for us
0: Mm, Right Uh, 16 points to 15 win for Trim and uh, in truth Dainsford never got uh, control of this game they started well enough a couple of points from Kyle Carney and uh, James Mullally had him in a two point lead but uh, the uh, Trim men they always stayed in touch mainly through James Murray he was uh, deadly from place balls and any time he got a ball in his hand and a look at the goal he put it over from play as well Uh, by half time uh, Fort led 7 points to 5 Richie Hogan coming into the the fray uh, particularly in the last 10 minutes and Des done pointing the last score of that half and uh, Richie Hogan put them further ahead early in the second half 8 points to 5 but uh, uh, James Murray pint- pointed a free in a 65 uh, Richie Hogan replied with another point and uh, Dylan Farrell uh, pointed for <laughs> Trim it was level at 9 points apiece and then Mikey Cole put Trim ahead for the very first time 10 minutes into the second half this gave them a real um, spur and uh, Paul Murphy was sensing danger and uh, he strode up the field took a pass from Cahill Kearney pointed Colin Phelan landed another Richie Hogan pointed a free 12 points to 10 3 points in a row from Dan Swart. but still they didn't, re- they didn't shake off Trim James Murray pointed a free and uh, Cahill Kearney came back with another 13-11 by the 20th minute and then Trim took over for the next 7 or 8 minutes with uh, Ian Birmingham uh, James Murray Neil Heffernan and Murray again uh, putting 4 points in a row and their tails were really up at this stage uh, 5 minutes to go, they led 15 points to 13, Ben Whitty came through with a great point for Dane four to give them hope and uh, Alan Douglas then he came off the bench, I think he was wearing number 21 and uh, he scored the last score, the far trim to give them that 2 point lead, you knew it was going to be a battle for Dane Sfor to try and level this, Des Dunn uh, came up from half back, put over a long range point and then Dainsforth were wide from a good chance out on the left and another sort of half chance on the right uh, deep into injury time as Trip ha- Trim held out Dainsforth also missed a chance of a goal at uh, 10 minutes um into the what was it into the second half and uh, well it was uh, a, an important save by Chris Ennis in the uh, Trim goal Trim deserved their their win they hung in they made it a low scoring game and uh, they took their chance when it came and uh, Danes Ford just were flat on the day and uh, didn't hurl well enough to win it Trim 16 points and uh, Danes Ford 15 Thanks Pat well we kind of cautioned on Friday
2: night now we'll get back to Pat later on I just want to stick with the reports for now about that game, but look, disappointment for Dane's sport, but still a great year winning the county final and going back up senior. Well, it was under 21A county semi-final day today. Liam Kelly-Roke will have the report from Munkine and O'Loughlin Gail Shorty, but Richie Power was on duty for us down in a, what turned out to be a miserably wet uh, Thomastown today. Richie, it went to extra time. First of all, are you and dried out? Yeah, look, it was a, it was a pity, uh, Nicky, you know,
5: that um, uh, this game maybe should have should have gone maybe uh, gone ahead in out earlier uh you know because everyone knew like if it was a draw a full time extra time was going to be played mm-hmm. but uh, it just poured down in extra time but you know i have it here in my report you'd have to give huge credit to both teams like because it was a real ding dong battle you know thomas okay thomas won 20 to the mag 16 like thomas advanced to the to the county final after a seven point win over 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 to the mag in extra time and like i said Probably should have maybe gone ahead maybe at 12 o'clock when, you know, or, but look, it's very, very easy to be wise after the event. Thomas Stone stormed out of the blocks and looked like they would uh, they would drive on and win this easy, but Dunne-Magnet had other ideas. 11 minutes into the first half, uh, Thomas Stone had 1-4 on the board through Jack Holden, and he, he has this knack of getting these goals in important games. He got two from Freeze and two from uh, Peter Macdonald to leave it, 1-4 uh, to, to a pint. Thomas Stone were playing with a very, very strong wind. And by the 20th minute, they had 1-9 uh, on the scoreboard to two points uh, for Dunamagan. Eddie Donnelly had sent back. Peter McDonald in the middle of the field. Luke Kennelly at number 11, who scored two points on play. And Jack Holden were holding really well and causing Dunamagan uh, huge, huge problems. Dunamagan settled. And, and, and for the last 12 minutes of the first half, they brought back an extra defender and you know, uh, credit to the Dunamagan management team, and they probably would say to themselves after the game, why didn't we go and, and do this from the very start? Um, they dominated the remaining uh, 10 to 12 minutes of this first half, and Rory Holden uh, was causing uh, Thomas Down a lot of problems up front. Rory Holden got all of the Dunamagan scores in the in the first half, but his fifth pint from a sideline cut was an absolute brilliant piece of skill uh, to leave it one nine to five points at half time. Thomas Thomason pushed it out to one ten to five in the first minutes of the second half for Luke Canelli, but but then Donegal took over. The Donegal full back line, back line who were uh, under pressure for long times in, in this game, they really stormed into the game, and with Andy Hickey, Joe Fitz, and Harry Welsh on the half back line, were winning everything on, on this half back line. Conor Brett, Dara Welch, Dylan Crehan, Rory Holden, and Colin Fitz were fighting for everything up front. Pints from Harry Welsh, Colin Fitz, Conor Bress, Colin Fitt left with one ten to 9 pints after 14 minutes. Thomas Down best player, Jack Holden, steadied the, steady the ship with a pint uh, for Thomas Down. Dunham kept fighting for everything and, uh, for, and got the next five pints through Conor Fitz, Rory Holden uh, free and a massive pint from Andy Hickey off the half-back line with Rory Holden chipping in with two to leave it. 14 points to one eleven. Jack Holland won a, a, a huge ball in injury time for Thomas Down. And this, to me, was a, a massive turning point in this game because everything looked to be in Dunamagan's favour. He won this little high-dropping ball and he was fouled. And from the reluctant free, he put it over to, to put Thomas Down one point uh, uh, up. And time almost up. But no one could imagine what was going to happen. Uh, Dunamaga won the fuck out from the... Uh, from the from that three that Jack Holden scored but for Thomas Stone, somehow t- uh, turned it over and looked to be on the way to, you know, to win this game but Dunhamaggin got back one possession and got a half got a three on the half back line it looked like to me that Harry Welsh would, would be the man as he, he walked towards the free and he would have had scored one in, about, in the 12th minute of that second half from very similar situation with a strong win behind him was this three planned no one will ever know Harry said st- walking up along the line and Andy Hickey walked to the free found him with the free ran on to take the return and from the middle of the field he planted it over the bar to leave it 112 to 15 points and the referee looked for the ball and that was that was the final score in normal time uh, great game huge credit to both teams and then we went extra time uh, you know, heavy rain, uh, light, light fading, it was, it was nearly impossible to find out who was getting the scores but in fairness to Thomastown, they were, they were far the better team in the 20 minutes they all scored Dunhamaggan 8 points to 1 and the final score was Thomastown 120, Dunhamaggan 16 points
6: Richie,
2: good man, thanks for that Richie, we appreciate that, take care Rich no problem. Okay, and before we go to a break, we're just a little bit over time. But look, we we'll stick with the uh, Liam um, Kelly Roke is just back up from uh, Mooncoin. Liam, tell us a bit about that game.
7: Yeah, Mooncoin four eleven Oh, O'Loughlin Gales won 10 and Mooncoin advanced to that under twenty one final. And really, barred the first fifteen minutes of the second half, Mooncoin were in control of this one. Uh, they started the brighter, um, O'Loughlin Gales, I should say, started the brighter, going into a two points to one lead from Alex Sheridan and Connor Kelly cancelling out an opening Mooncoin score. But that was as good as it got for them in the first half. The opening goal. Of the game came early on. Uh, Adam Croak, after some brilliant build-up play from Martin Gannon, fired the ball to the back of the net and this caused a Mooncoin storm. The, the adverse weather wasn't the only storm out in Mooncoin today as they hit 1-4 to no score in the next 12 minutes um, before uh, they got their second goal of the game. Adam Croak got the second of his hat-trick um, uh, 16 minutes into the contest. Liam Hogan then uh, slotted over at another point, and uh, really Mooncoin were in cruise control at two four to three points in front after uh, 17 minutes of play, with Conor Kelly, uh, O'Loughlin Gales' only reply. It didn't get much better for O'Loughlin Gales um, as the uh, first half came to an end. Um, o- Moonkind took over with a number of frees being slotted over the bar from Killian Hogan. He also bagged two from play and that moved Moonkind onto a 3-9 to four-point lead going in at the halftime break. Adam Croke with a sensational hat-trick. In the second half though, O'Loughlin Gales were a different team. Connor Kelly, who played at centre-forward, grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and he was responsible uh, really and truly for O'Loughlin Gales scoring 1-5 in the first first 15 minutes of the second half with some spectacular shooting around that half forward line and some well well scored frees as well but uh, Mooncoin just did enough they worked tenaciously at the back and uh, secured the victory late on with a Martin Gannon goal whose creativity in the three previous goals was rewarded with a goal of his own in the final 8 minutes in that uh, last 10 minutes the scores dried up but really Conor Kelly and Hogan were the chief scorers for O'Loughlin Gales and Mooncoin respectively but 411 to 110 Mooncoin very pleased with the performance or oh, Lachlan Gales will be bitterly, bitterly
8: disappointed.
2: And after the game, Liam kelly spoke to the Munkine manager, Dermot Mackey.
8: Dermot, that must be so pleasing. Yeah, look, we're, we're absolutely thrilled. I mean, um, really tough game. You know, at this time of the year, November hurling, um, it really comes down to just pure effort and work rate. And uh, thankfully, you know, ireland put in a good shift today. And, um, you know, we're just delighted to get over the line. And looking forward to a county final.
7: First half we saw a classic moon coin, second half we saw the battled hardened moon coin. When Lachlan Gales put on the pressure and both sides of that has to be very pleasing for you.
8: Yeah, look, I suppose it was it was a kind of classic game of two halves there today. Um, the conditions meant that it would be that because uh, there was a strong breeze and then for the second half, the rain arrived as well. So, um, yeah, no, we, we had the um, aid of the strong breeze in the first half and order as you said, really well with it. Um, so, delighted that we could put up, a, you know, had a bit of a lead and a bit of a cushion going into the second half. Um, and then, like you said, it was just pure backs to the wall stuff. And, um, you know, look, we're just delighted. We got over the line and, you know, it's great stuff.
7: And just finally, I'll ask you about the county final shortly but just the backs were very impressive they worked so hard but the forwards as well we could talk about uh, Adam Crowe's category but the build up play to all those three goals was serious there was serious work right there and you know really good skill to match as well
8: yeah look I mean look you know they're all good hurlers they're all comfortable on the ball um, so you know you know, if they need to work it through the lines they, they can do that um, and uh, you know also you know they have serious work rate about them so you know um, we can vary it up or whatever so um, no look again we're, we're just thrilled you know
7: and look finally county final on the horizon we're waiting to see whether it'll be Thomastown or Dunamagan I'm sure from your point of view you couldn't care less it's all about your preparation
8: no no we'll we, we, we just focus on ourselves and sure look whoever we meet we meet and um, look I'm sure it'll be, it's, it's going to be a, a, a pure battle again um, so we're just looking forward to it and we'll prepare regardless who we're playing well, We wish you all the best and thanks very much for
7: talking to us
0: The Voice of the Black and Amber Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM Jadwicks Kilkenny
1: and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport
0: And you're very welcome back
2: to the programme Well uh, Blackstone Whites, the Kilkenny Junior Hurling Champions travelled up to uh, Mullingar Music Park yesterday to take on Ringtown of Westmeath now, we said they were going to win it, and they did win comfortably enough in the end, but it was no easy game at all. As uh, Pat Nolan, our selector, will tell us now, Pat, Pat, you had a, a tense enough game. I was at the um, ladies' football game, and uh, when it went some extra time, I started to get a little worried about you. Yeah, it was, um, it
1: was, it was a scary time. Off, right? um, yeah, probably we seven points ahead, and probably should be a further ahead, and probably relaxed a little bit if you call it that in the second half. When we came out, we missed three wides. with three wides in in the first five minutes from from three points, and they all scored us in the se- in the second half.
2: But they clearly were a very decent team, yeah. Pat, in fairness. They, they they really put it up to you.
1: Oh, yeah. They were very, like... Well, talking
2: to not all the they're, they're knowledgeable horrors around here. So a hand. And well, the is suppose the, the line is, the, the is not good, Pat. We'll stick with it anyway. And clearly, of course, when the Kilkenny team comes up, it probably rises them all that little bit further.
1: Quite right. Um... Right. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was and in next. And in, to, in, to
1: extra,
2: in extra time, Pat. Obviously, you, uh, you you grouped together in extra time and uh, and pulled away at that stage.
1: Yeah, we we Brian probably fresh legs. That that didn't get much. Probably more hungry, or hungrier. and. Mm-hmm. Some of the lads that we had taken off
2: were kind of a few into the game. Yeah, these things happen. Well, now now you have a, you have a home game against Commercials of Dublin were scored a big win, one seventeen 17 to 10 points over Mount Melick. So, I mean, obviously you can take nothing for granted, but at least you'll be happy to get back to probably UPMC Nolan Park on uh, Saturday the 26th at uh, half one. Yeah, it's a pleasure going back to
1: seem to be a happy hunting ground for this year uh um, no no disrespect to Cusick park it was very tight and we found that was just to
2: OK, Pat, we, we'll, we'll leave it there, Pat. Your line is breaking up there, so we leave. but oh, thanks for joining us, oh, yeah. Pat, and uh, we'll get talking to you again. OK, thanks. That was Pat Nolan for the Blacks and Whites. Apology there for the quality of that line. The Gremlins are... Obviously, there must be an old pigeon or two down in Skokfoshteen landing on the line there and affecting it. Look, we're going to go to... We'll get Jerry Drennan after this result now. This is the Under-21B County Final out in Palmerstown today. Paddy Kelly attended that for us, and then we'll get Jerry on the line.
9: The JJ Cabinet Under-21, line B... Championship final was held in Parmerstone and the two teams that contested it was Liz Downey and Greg Balikallan. Greg Balikallan just prevailed by a single point on a scoreline of 112 to Liz Downey's 14 points. An absolute cracker of a match but the match got underway when uh, Aaron McAvoy score, put a point over from Clay after two minutes. And then number 12 there for Greg Ballycallan, Oshie Negan put another point over after six minutes. Liz Downey responded with Aidan Tallis there from a free after eight minutes, but Patrick Fawley, number fourteen from Great Ballycannon, extended Ballycannon's lead with a nice point from play, so that was three points to one after nine minutes in favour of Great Ballycannon. Aidan Tallis responded with a free in the fourteenth minute, and Aaron McAvoy then responded with another point from play to push out the score. Four points to two in Great Ballycannon's favour. That was Great Ballycannon four points, Liz Downey two points. It was all his downy then for a while because uh, Killian Dunne, a nice point from play in the 16th minute, a uh, free from Aidan Tallis in the 18th minute and the 21st minute extended their lead from to five points to four after 21 minutes. Great, well, the Callum was awarded a penalty after a foul on a player in the penalty area and their captain, number six, Stephen Cohen stepped up and drove a fair shot, but it just barely went wide and... Uh, ...missed the penalty of the but... ...Liz Downey then took control again for another while... ...Charlie Brennan in the 24th and the 25th minute... ...extended their lead... ...and Aidan Tallis put over another point... ...but in fairness to Grey Valley Callum, ...just coming up to half-time... ...corner forward there, Aaron McAvoy... ...a nice point from play... ...and then in the 35th, first minute of the... ...of the first half in injury time there... ...he collected the ball with a sublime piece of skill... ...brought it down on the hurl... ...into the hand, straight for gold. Probably mishit it, but it went, went past the uh, outstretched keeper, James McAvoy, and the Liz Downey goal. So at half time it was level pegging. Was only eight points. Grey Pally won 1-5. Grey Pally Cannon started the, the quickest out of the blocks in the second half. A nice point from the middle of the field from number seven there, Billy O'Neill, all from 70 yards. A lovely point. Aidan Tallis then responded with a free in the 33rd minute there. And then Aaron McAvoy, who was a real live wire all through the match, he got points in the 35th and the 38th minute and that left the score then at 1-8 to 9 points after 38 minutes. Aidan Tallis stepped up to take a free but the radar was slightly off and then Ocean Egan responded for Greg Ballycallan to push out the score there again, 1-9 nine to 9 points after the 42nd minute. From then on, it was all downy. They're trying to get back into this game, and they did do, do that indeed. Charlie Brennan with a nice point to play after 46 minutes. Aiden Tallis after 48 minutes with a free. That left level then. It was 12 points to 1-9 after 49 minutes. Aiden Tallis then put them ahead then with a free in the 50th minute. That was 13 points to 1-9. Number 15, Aaron McAvoy leveled the match after 51 minutes there with a nice point from play. Greg Bally hannon went ahead then through a nice point from Jeff Neary, number 8, that pushed it 111 to 13 points. Aidan stood up to a free, but unfortunately drove it wide for the Downey men. But Abeen McAvoy got the leveller in the 59th minute, and so that left it at 111 to 14 points each. But in the dying seconds of injury time, up popped number 21, collected the ball, broke a tackle or two, and then popped the ball over the bar. Ryan Carkin to give yep. Greg Ballycallan the lead going into deep into injury time. They ran out winners then of 112 to to uh, Lizdowney's 14 points. worthy winners, Greg Ballycallan. Their work rate in the second half was excellent. Liz Downey tried very, very hard. It was a cracking game. It was sad to see either team lose. But just on the second half performance alone, Ballycallan just about deserved it. So they ran out winners of 112 to Greg Ballycannon. Liz Downey 14 points. Greg Ballycallan are the under twenty-one Ryan B championships. And also nine of this team will be in the under nineteen final there in a week's time. So congratulations to Ballycallan. This is Paddy Kelly reporting for Community Radio Kilkenny City.
2: And good man, Paddy. And uh, thanks for that, Paddy. And Paddy will be back in action next weekend. Well, the uh, there was a cracking game out in uh, Park Locked in Freshford yesterday. St Lacton's took on Mullan in the under 21C semi final. Now, remember the first day, St Lacton's had to go to penalties against uh, Tulliver Ross Berkin, while Mullinavat had a good win over Dane Sport. Now, how would that go? Jerry Drennan was on duty for us there, Jerry.
6: Yeah, it's a cracking game in uh, Park lacton Freshford yesterday, which went to extra time and uh, was very entertaining from the work go. After 20 minutes of this game, the sides were level five pints each, and out of those ten pints, George O'Connor and Colin O'Leary shared eight of them, four each, mostly from freeze, and O'Connor also hitting a line ball. The Lactons had a let-off in the 18th minute when a George O'Connor shot, dropped short and just dribbled across the square and out. Uh, was cleared away to safety. That was the closest they uh, came to getting a goal actually in the whole game. Kahlo Leary knocked over a uh, free and Mark Donnelly who had played well at centre field for uh, St Lactans all through hit a good pint from play after taking a pass from Keen Franey. In the 22nd minute we had the first and only goal of the game. Evan Kevin, Kenny Landers made a good run up the left-hand side for St Lactans and cutting in across he passed the ball to Matthew Dernan. Dernan bore down on goal and he was brought down. On the resultant penalty, Colin O'Leary struck the ball straight to the net past James O'Keefe in the Mullavat goal. O'Leary added a point, added two points and frees, and George O'Connor added a free to leave the halftime score, St. Lacton's ahead, 1-8 to 6 points. For the new half, Mulvat introduced two new subs to their forward: C.J. Fitzpatrick and Luke Burntile, and both these lads gave a lot of impetus to the forward line for Mullavat. They started off well in the second half and reduced the gap to... Uh, Three pints with two frees from George O'Connor after fouls on Connor Power who played well at corner forward. Connor Dalton was introduced in the forty-first minute for St Lacton's and he uh, hit a pint straight away to leave it one ninety-eight pints. The substitute on the other side, Luke Burndile took a pass from his fellow substitute C J Fitzpatrick to make it one nine to nine pints. Mullevat then took over for a little while with George O'Connor hitting two good frees and Shane Albert getting on the end of a long ball in by Parrick Dempsey and putting it over the bar. So at the end, uh, with two minutes to go in the game, it was 1-9 to 12 points, all square. Colin O'Leary then stood over a free on the right-hand side after a foul on Keane Franey. Franey worked hard all through, and O'Leary pointed the free. We were heading then for uh, waiting for the ref to blow the whistle when George O'Connor, who had played very well all through, Better run up the right-hand side, got hit late as he lit, hit, hit the ball in, and from where the ball landed, the free was given, and O'Connor made no mistake to send this game to extra time, 110 to 13 points. O'Connor stepped up uh, to the to the mantle in the, in the extra time and hit over two good points early on. Carl O'Leary took a pass from Carl Hickey to respond for St. Lactans. Luke Burndile also hit his second point of the game, then to leave it 111 to 16 points as we approached half time in, in in extra time. Darren for centre-back for uh, St. Lacton's had now moved up to midfield and he struck over a good point but it was O'Connor who hit two more points before half-time came to leave Mullevat ahead 18 points to one twelve at the half-time in extra time and they dominated that second half of extra time as well centre-back Park Dempsey made a great run up the right-hand side and hit a good point from right under the stand while O'Connor hit a 65 and a free with St. Lacton's only replies coming from two frees by Cahal O'Leary so Mullevat went on to win 21 points to 114 after extra time. In fairness, it was a great game, and Mullevat were probably the slightly better team in that they were a bit more physical, and that strength stood to them in extra time. They had great displays from George O'Connor, who finished with 16 points in total, 13 from freeze. Porik Dempsey and Peter MacDonald was very good all through on, on the half-back line, while Owen Dempsey, a quarterback, also played well. For St Lacton, who so it must be said had at least four Three Castles players on board, they're joined at under 21 level. Connor Dalley was very good, especially when he went to full back in extra time. Mark Donnelly at centre field. Kohal O'Leary ended up with a total of one ten, one eight from freeze, and Keane Franey played well at half at half forward all through. But in fairness, Mullevat were slightly the better team and they go on to the final now where they'll play Kilmacow in the Rhine C decider.
2: Jerry, as always, thanks very much, Jerry. We appreciate you helping us out. Thanks, Jerry. That's so. Jerry Drennan up there in Galmay and out in uh today. Shane Coogan watched Connie Shamrocks take on Valley Raggett in the Rhine D. Semi-final.
10: Conaghy Shamrocks advanced to the under-21 D final with a seven-point win over near-neighbours Ballaragat in Dinkistown today. This was a hard-fought game and scores were hard to come by. In the first quarter, Ballaragat had the aid of the breeze and started with two-pointed frees from their tallyman Jack Morrissey. Then, first score for Conaghy came after eight minutes from their full forward Mark Gunner from a free. Then, the first point from play came from Ballaragat's number 15 Christian Connock Followed by another free from Conaghy's gunner. Then the Balleragget boys replied with another point from their full forward Keane Doughney. To leave the score 4 points to 2 after 15 minutes. Then the game got going with a very well taken goal from Mark Gunner to bring Conaghy right back into the game. Balleragget on the other end were missing chances from play. But that man Jack Morrissey hit 4 points from frees in 5 minutes to keep them ticking over. And looked like they were going to go into the break with a lead. With a long ball into the Ballaregat Square and their goalie, Peter Houlihan, fumbled the ball and it broke to Conaghy's Brooklyn Synwich and he finished the ball to the net. So half-time score, Connehy 2-3, Ballaregat 9 points. Game on, both teams were giving it their all in hard conditions and it looked like the rain was going to come down heavy but it held off. Second half got off to a flyer for the Connehy men with a goal and two points from freeze from Mark Gunner point back from a Morrissey free and a point from play from Conaghy's hard-working centre-forward Jack Murphy. So it was end-to-end stuff and scores from both sides. And after 15 minutes it was 3-7 to 12 points with good scores from Morrissey and Keane Doughney for Ballyragget, and Mark Gunner for Conaghy. Then the game swayed with a great solo effort of a goal from Ballyragget's Sean Brennan. And straight away Conaghy went back down the field. And got a goal through Robert Ring 4-7-1-13. Draw game, eight minutes to go. But in that space, Connehy scored 1-3 to Ballarraggett's two points, with another goal from a very alert Brooklyn Senate. But the Ballarragates boys to their credit threw it all at the Connehy backs in the final few minutes. But the Connehy men stood strong and will go on to meet Greg Namana in the county final with a final score of 5-10 one hundred fifteen. It's hard to single out lads as they all tried their best in the conditions. Jack Morrissey was Ballyraggett's main man and score with ten points. He was well assisted by Mark Bergen, Mick Kelly, Owen Southgate and Keane Daughney. For Connehy, their big name stood out with Kieran Rice at six, Darren Cody at nine, Jack Murphy at eleven, and that man Mark Gunnar at fourteen scoring one eight. And they had great help from the hard working Billy Mulhall and two goal man Brooklyn Synod. It was an all round good team performance and will be a good final with Greg Namana. Final score 5 10 to 1 15.
0: The Voice of the Black and Amber, Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.
1: Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. And you're welcome back
2: to the last section. Running out of time here, but I'm afraid the poor Muckalee ladies they ran out of time yesterday as they were overcome uh, by a strong Odewyres team. Here's how the game went Leinster Ladies Gaelic Football Junior Club Football Final. Odawires Dublin 4 8, Muckalee Kilkenny 7 points. The Muckalee Ladies Gaelic Football 2022 Leinster Junior Club Championship journey concluded in Bolton last on Saturday afternoon when they lost to the Dublin champions, O'Dwyrs. It was the fourth game on the trot from O'Callagh and to reach yesterday's final they recorded impressive wins over Sarsfield, from Leash, Grattan's from Longford and St Josephs from Westmeath. O'Dwyrs were to prove the toughest opponents to date and while the margin of victory at the finish certainly flattered the winners there was no denying that they were the better team and deservedly moved into the All-Ireland stages of the Junior Championship. The Dublin side from Balbriggan had several outstanding players with captain Aoife Corden giving a player of the match performance although those picking the player of the match opted to give it to a different Rudderwires player, much to my surprise. The Dublin side's pace and passing was top class, and they were especially adept at popping over close in freeze. Neither side managed to score in the opening 12 minutes, a reflection of the strength of both defences which were superb. Muckalee did have a let-off on 12 minutes when Neve McDowell in the Muckley goal made a brilliant save from Naori Weakliem. The goal that the winners had been threatening to score came three minutes later, but it was a very lucky score for the Dublin side. Eve McDowell appeared to have a long delivery from Outerwires midfielder Alana Kelly which landed in the Buckley square under control but she let the ball bounce on the Turf covering in, the, in that square and it ended up in the back of the Buckley net. Despite this setback of conceding a goal Buckley responded well with Hazel Moore and Kate Purcell scoring good points for the Kilkenny side. Buckley were now well back in the game and enjoyed plenty of possession but tenacious defending from Outerwires kept their goal intact. Buckley missed a couple of close-in frees which had they been converted would have put him in a strong position heading towards the interval. 28 minutes into the first half, a sweeping move by the winners all the way from their defence saw some fine interplay among six players. When the ball reached full forward Shannon Richardson, scorer of three goals in their semi-final, she gave Niamh McDowell no chance with a well struck shot to push the margin out to five points. Two Katie Nolan points from Freeze brought the margin back to a goal, but by that stage Buckley had lost a player to a yellow card following a very harsh dismissal by referee Barry Redmond. Injury time in the first half saw Alana Kelly O'Dwyrs and Katie Nolan Muckalee exchange points leave the Dublin side 2-2 to 5 points ahead at half time. The winners were at their brilliant best in the opening 10 minutes of the second half when they scored 2-2 without reply. Those brace of goals came in the 9th and 10th minutes and it left Muckalee with a mountain to climb. But the Kilkenny champions have shown incredible courage throughout their Leinster campaign and they dominated possession for the next 18 minutes. Getting scores though was problematic as the winners packed their defence leaving little space for Mukalee to create clear scoring chances. Unfortunately for Mookallee they squandered further point scoring chances from closing threes in the second half and those misses sapped the team's energy. In a fine move on 25 minutes it took a great save by the O'Dwires goalie Neve Kirby to deny Kelly comfort for the goal. The Mookallee build up play deserved a goal at that stage. After that long period of Mukalee dominance O'Dwires controlled the game in the closing stages adding four more points without reply. In the end, the best team won, with their ability to move the ball at pace from defence to attack, key to their victory. Muckley can be immensely proud of their Leinster journey. They have been superb all year, and while they will be disappointed at the outcome of yesterday's game, they gave their all and accept that the better team won. Well done to the Muckley players and mentors for enthralling us over recent weeks. Well done also to the huge Muckley following yesterday in last and indeed over recent weeks. It has been a memorable journey, and who knows, it may all start again in under 12 months' time. Final score from Bolton Glass, wires Dublin 4-8. Buckley Kilkenny, 7 points. And I met up with a disappointed but very proud Buckley manager Pat McDowell. Ah, uh, Pat McDowell, manager of Buckley. A great journey comes to an end, Pat, but I suppose on the day we have to say, no question the best team won.
11: Oh, 100% Nicky, yeah, no, no. Be gracious in defeat as you are in winning, yeah. No, absolutely. I, I, I don't know how to look at that game, really. We didn't, we didn't do ourselves justice, and that's probably, especially in front of the goal,
2: well, there's no question about that. Look, the reality of it is, when you get to this stage, I mean, goals are key. They put in four. Mukali put in none, and those goals were crucial. Now, yeah, mukali missed chances, but probably could have had another six or seven points in from in freeze, easy.
11: Yeah, yeah, the freeze didn't go for us today. You now, listen, hey, we never, we never say, hey, if they go over, you're great, and if they don't, it's tough, like you know. But yeah, they just didn't go over the bar for us today. Plus, the fact is, was. The two, the start they got in the second half killed us, Nicky. Really, they got two-two without reply there at the start of the second half, I and mean, we were probably asleep after coming out after half time for some unknown reason. We just didn't we didn't get into it at at, at the start of the second half, and then they packed their defence. Like I looked at it with 15 minutes to go when we had all to play. Really, like you could look at it way, but we were hitting a the wall. There was two there was two players in our half with our defenders and, and everyone else was in their half so you weren't going to get through that wall you know oh,
2: that's very true but look in fairness to Buckley in the last uh, bar the last five minutes when the game was gone I mean you actually held them scoreless for about 12 or 13 minutes there in the second half had a lot of possession but as you said maybe some decision making pass went straight here and there they, they were going right the next day but then you were playing a better class of a team today than any of the other days
11: yeah and still we looked at Nicky at half time it was 2-2 like, and we were five points it wasn't a great score like you know like, we look at 2-2 as like you know two points is it was four shots on target like and as i said the first one was soft from our point of view we'd have to but hey sport is about mistakes isn't it you make mistakes you you get up and dust yourself off and i think for these girls this this journey will make them stronger i think myself
2: yeah the whole journey pat how would you summarize the last uh, four games four games away great crowds coming from Ukali to watch the matches with well, a huge crowd here today i mean they brought a bit spirit the parish spirit came here today so, this, this occasion, this series of games will be remembered for a long
11: time. Actually, as Jays Nicky, the, the last two weeks in Muckalee, Palafoyle and Coon, there's nothing else talked about. Nothing like you're, you're in a hurling county. We all know what you're in. Like You're in a hurling county. But like, there was no hurling talking about it in Muckalee for the last two weeks. And these girls have brought that to the parish. And yes, yeah, we had all the way of games, in fairness. But I, I, I think the us. the bus, brilliant. Everything about it was brilliant the way it went. You know, that kind of way I thought. And I think it'll make them stronger.
2: And Pat, we finish up today, but next Sunday I know there's a fundraiser, or Sunday week uh, there's a fundraiser for the Mukilí ladies, so we'll hopefully have a big turnout in Mukilí to help raise the funds which will
11: help defray the costs of all this big journey. Yes, Nicky, yeah, we have a tractor run. Mukilí LGFA, Mukilí School and Coon National School, three three schools or the two schools and ourselves are involved and we hope to get a big crowd out. Now, I just... When I have you there, I'd li- I'd like to just thank the the community of Muckalee Ballafield and Coon. We we plan to have a fundraiser there for the, our donations. We look for donations, and it was hard. The money was scarce coming into this Leicester Championship run. To be fair, but the way the community came out behind us and backed us was unbelievable. And that's all you could say. Actually, absolutely unbelievable.
2: Well, it's what, there are no better people up there in Mookalee, that's what they are, great sports people at heart and love their own. Pat MacGowell, well done to you and all the girls for giving us so much enjoyment and who knows, next year it'll start all over again.
11: Hope so, Nicky. we have to get out again for us, but hope so.
2: Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Nicky. Yeah, well done to the ladies of Mookalee for the journey. We're going to be, uh, race results off Bear. Bear, maybe the winners only from Navin today, please. Yeah,
5: I think we're running tight on time, Nicky. In Navan today, we had a very early start. Eleven forty-five was won by number five Spirit of Legend, fifteen to two. Twelve fifteen was won by number thirteen Maxim, the five to four on favourite. The twelve forty-five number seven Hollow Games, seven to four favourite. One twenty went to number three Hercule de Soul, eleven to ten favourite. The one fifty-five was won by number seven Home by the Lee, twenty-eight to one. Two, the winner was number two, Captain Guinness, four to one. Three oh five was won by number four Dolly's destination twenty-two to one. And the last race to three forty went to number is Summer Melody at five
2: to one. Bear, as always, appreciate that. Thanks, Bye. Okay, take care. Well, we did mention about Thomastown being well beaten in the first half. goal Blitz helped an impressive St. Vincent to secure a five eleven to one eleven triumph over Thomastown in Leinster yesterday's Leinster Senior Club. Championship game in Park uh, Parkinson in Dublin and it was after Dublin senior footballer Niamh Heddington she opened the scoring with a fine point. Alison Maguire got a goal then at just four minutes gone in the game Thomasson responded with five points on the trot but further green flags from the star player for St. Vincent's Ashley Marr uh, Milton Kelher and Hedrington left St. Vincent's four five to six points up at the break Eva Hines got a great goal back in the 52nd minute but really it was just uh, false dawn as the Dublin team ran out very comprehensive winners and Marr playing with the Dublin Seniors, she scored in a, a two nines in the game, so they go forward. And of course, Taggy Fogarty and Kanesiki are there helping out that particular team. So, um, we have just maybe one or two other little things to go to. Kilkenny Rugby Club lost, yes, they first lost to Boyne 26-22, but the seconds won 2018. And in the Marble City Hawks lost to Carlo uh, Southeast University, 77-63 in, uh, in hockey, We'll quickly go through it. ladies division one, Clantar first, Kakeni one 3 0. Kakeni men's first, Clantar first, one all. And uh, Kakeni ladies third division, or third division uh, 11. Newbridge Newbridge 161 look that's it we've just ran out of time uh, to give any more results and uh, we'll do it all again next Sunday my thanks to Pat and Liam Kelly O'Rourke who are in the studio here with us today we'll be with Ciarán Nary tomorrow night on the T-shirt Ars World of Gaelic Games and there'll be a lot more discussion on what happened over the weekend thanks to all the people who helped us reporting in on those matches and thanks to you for listening and we'll do it all again next Sunday evening until then Tommy Dowd coming up next with the best in country and Irish Sloan August Bannock.